This is the Relentless Podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a small business owner and student of success. I have become obsessed with talking with other entrepreneurs about their strategies, struggles, tactics, and routines. One of the key qualities that all of these individuals have in common, their ability to be relentless. Hello, and welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I am joined today by Marilla of Marilla's Mindful Supplies in Geneva. Hello, Marilla. Hello, Christine. How is everything going? Oh, it's wonderful. It's such a beautiful day to be in Seneca Falls. Yes. Well, for those who do not know you or your store, can you give us a little history and kind of background who you are, where you're from, and what's your store all about? Of course. Um, As you said, my name's Marilla Gonzalez, and I decided to open a low-waste, plastic-free shop back in 2019. So I I did all the homework, we figured out how to make it work, we opened our doors, and not even six months in a pandemic hit, and then it was a whole bunch of drama we'll get into later, but yes, we'll go. We are still here. (laughs) And the the shop is a place where you can find practical plastic free alternatives for products you use every day. So whether you want to stop buying deodorant in a plastic tube or you want to overhaul your whole house and get rid of every piece of plastic you can see we can meet you where you are and provide something that makes sense for you and your lifestyle so you can refill products you can find products without packaging and uh, it's just ever evolving and one one change at a time we help people reduce the waste in their lifestyles that's amazing so was this something that's always kind of been on your heart, always a passion of yours. Like what was the impetus to say, you know what, I think it's it's time to start a business and kind of bring people along. Well, I did grow up with a crunchy granola mom and <laughs> an outdoorsy dad. Uh-huh. And so with that, of course you I think anyone in that position grows up with a respect for the environment, um, and just a desire to keep the nature around them pristine as possible, sure. especially in this area where we have so much natural beauty. Um, but then as I became an adult, I worked for a long time in the health food industry. Uh, and for 10 years, I learned about all these earth-friendly products and sustainable alternatives. But I realized that so many of these products were still packaged in single-use plastic. You Mm -hmm. could have potatoes grown with all the organic love in your heart, and then they get turned into beautiful little organic potato chips, and they get put into a single-use plastic bag. Same thing with pretzels or whatever you think of. Everything, basically. Yes. And so when I got to a point where my time at the health food store was over, I was thinking, man, I really wish I could do something like that, but I I don't want all of that waste. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a way we could do this differently. So I started researching package-free options and plastic-free options to see if they exist and finding more and more in that realm. Mm -hmm. And I realized there's a whole store of stuff here and so much of it was just accessible online you couldn't find it you couldn't pick it up you couldn't look at it and so my heart was to create a physical place where you could walk in and do your household shopping 
without all the single-use plastic. Um, the other side of that coin that was a motivation for me was here in the Finger Lakes, we live very close proximity to a couple of pretty large landfills. Absolutely. And through the years, being in the eco world of retail, a lot of our customers have spent a lot of time and energy speaking up and speaking out about their feelings regarding the landfills. But even at some of these events and protests around that, there were still styrofoam cups and right. plastic signs. Yeah. And I just felt that although it's not entirely on the average person, we still do create a lot of waste person by person. And I felt that if I was going to speak out and feel some kind of way about these landfills, it was important to look at what I was creating that was going to the landfill. So it yeah, wasn't. I think it's amazing because number one, I think so many people just don't think about it. It's just built in our culture and our lifestyle. And, you know, that's kind of one of the issues. I mean, pick an issue and it we're really good at pointing out what the problem is. Of course. But it's very, it's a whole other thing to say, and here's what you can do about it. Because, I mean, across the spectrum, you do, you, you hear about climate change or any of the issues and you think, okay, but what do I do? I, I'm just little I'm just me. I li- I'm from a small town. What impact can I have? Of course. And, you know, living between, like you say, the landfills, we actually can see kind of an impact of what, you know, collectively yeah. we all do. And so it's nice because you just having a place that you can physically go to brings awareness. It gives people something that's tangible that they can do about it. Yeah, I find it plays, it made me feel powerful in looking at what I could control about it because there's a lot in the climate right. conversation that you can't control as a single person. Right. Um, but one by, by one by one, mm-hmm. you make a big difference. The, the micro dictates the macro. Yep. And it's kind of how we got here in the first place is one sure. person by one person by yeah. one person. So I thought that it was a, a great way to bring some power into the into the conversation and hope into the conversation and um and practicality too practicality i mean if if you've never been to her store you absolutely should and there you can see some photos on her instagram as well um marilla's mindful supplies on instagram it's actually even easier it's just marilla's geneva Oh, perfect. Yep. But yeah, so I love that you have the wall of the container so that you can bring in that you've got coffee and herbs and all sorts of goodies in there that people can either bring in their containers, glass mason jars or whatever. And I saw you did a post this morning about you can borrow a container if you're going through and you're like, shoot, I don't have them in my car. You can just, so I mean, you really make it very, you know, practical and easy for someone to make little changes and and start just stepping toward making some changes in their everyday life. Yeah, and that's the hope too, because a lot of times, and I'm as guilty as anybody else, you find that you skip it because it's an extra step or you forgot your containers or whatever it is. So we really try to ease those pain points for people and have options so that if you're not the perfect eco person 
you can mm-hmm. still shop at the store for that one thing that you need or the 10 things that you need. And there's no shame in our game. You know, right. if we make it, we want to meet people where they are instead of forcing people to change drastically to meet us. It's interesting that you say shame because one of the things when I was preparing for this interview that I thought is all of your messaging that you put out there is so positive and informative and there's there doesn't seem to be judgment and so much of you know what we see based around climate or things you know being environmentally conscious it's almost like shame like shaming people into like you should be guilty about this yeah this is your fault yes and i i noticed that that's never in your messaging it's like listen you know we all have ways that we can still improve we're with you like we want to meet you where you are like you said so is that intentional do you guys you know kind of try to stay away from any of the like fear around it or things like that because do you feel like more people will come along with you with positive messaging is that intentional it's super intentional i think it is something that we build our entire brand on is that positivity and loving each other yeah it's so much more effective than the fear and the shame and the anxiety that surrounds the climate conversations because there is so much of that Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of scary things happening every day Mm -hmm. but i find even myself, I don't respond to that kind no. of thing well. I mean, we've yeah. all seen horrible videos of wildlife suffering. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep, I scroll as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> See fewer posts like this. Oh, I it's that awful. Because I can't. <laughs> and while I respect the people who are fighting in that lane because it's coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. I know it's coming from a good sure. place. I feel that it's it's ultimately not that fruitful because mm-hmm. human beings don't want to be uncomfortable and we don't want animals to be uncomfortable, but if it's a matter of just scrolling, we're just gonna scroll. Yes. Like, and so- yeah. And people don't want to be like, what I think they call it like green shamed basically. Right. Like you're not green enough. It's right. like, no, like come in, like this is your first step. That's amazing. You know Let's what I mean? Let's celebrate like, that, right. I think that's really exciting and that's that's how you reach people. And I, I, I just think those small changers, changes will have such a bigger impact in the long run. I think so too. I always say, you know, if you're somebody who can fit all your garbage for the year in a mason jar, then rock on. <laughs> rock on, yeah. queen. Uh, but if you're also someone who just has just switched to a bamboo toothbrush mm-hmm. or you just switched to dental floss, then you've stopped contributing to that waste stream and that's a big deal. Yeah. All of these little items create their own little mountains of waste every year and so Mm -hmm. if you feel like only one thing makes sense for your lifestyle you're you're on the team yeah you know and so i just feel that creating a space that's safe from the fear and the shame Mm -hmm. makes people want to be a part of that Mm -hmm. instead of feeling like okay well i should be a part of this but i don't want you to feel like thing yeah yeah i don't want people to feel like they should do it i Mm -hmm. want people to feel like they are helping and and a part of something positive and so that's where our our messaging really comes from so i i will 
myself, our employees, we are all on the same page about creating a positive and a safe space. And we have these conversations because we have all kinds of people come in and, and some of them are really aggressive and really angry and afraid. Mm. And that's where they're coming from. And some people don't even think it's that big a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to create a dialogue. If if there's love and there's welcoming, yeah, then it allows those two people to have a conversation and work towards a similar goal. And then that's they're friends. amazing because that's I mean, that's <laughs> if I could say the biggest issue that we face just as a society in general right now, it's it's that we get so hung up on those few things that we may differ on and forget so oh, much big that time. we have in common. So big time. Um, so if someone is listening to this and they're like, oh, my God, this sounds amazing. Like, I, I want to get started. But what do I do first? I'm not sure the first step. Do you have like a product line or a suggestion? How could somebody get started at reducing their waste if they come into your store for the first time? So if you are looking to start small, which is what I always preach, I always tell people, look at your household list, Mm -hmm. look at your home. What are you running low on? Are you running out of toothpaste? If you're running out of toothpaste, then let's get you some toothpaste tablets and you can try those out and see if you like them and we'll work from there. And so I always tell people to work with what you're running out of. Okay. And then one by one, replace it or at least explore the alternatives. And before you know it, your bathroom routine is plastic free. Converted, yeah. But I also find that if you do it one at a time like that, it gives you time to adjust to a new routine Mm -hmm. or a shift in the routine. We do have people that are so great at coming in and just doing an overhaul and Mm -hmm. they love it and that's the way they operate and that's something that motivates them. But we all know that starting a new habit or changing your routine can be hard. So you want to start with something that's like realistic and you give yourself time to get used to it. And then you move on to the next thing once you've you've conquered that and gotten accustomed to it. That sounds great. I mean, and that that could be for anybody that can just start today. Like it doesn't you don't have to set out a plan and and you and your staff then are knowledgeable and ready to kind of help people formulate, okay, what are you going to do in the next six months or whatever? And Absolutely. And we also are really good about like, if somebody comes in and they say, man, I've tried shampoo bars and I just don't love them. You don't have to use a shampoo bar. Right. Who says you have to use a shampoo bar? (laughs) Here's some liquid shampoo. You could try that. Yeah. You know, feeling like there's options and you don't have to smell like patchouli if you don't want to smell like patchouli and you you don't have to necessarily change everything but any (laughs) anything that you shift to can can help for sure for sure so now you mentioned um in your bio that you guys have faced some challenges since you opened one of which being covid about six months in of course here Um, we all are Was there any, I mean, what was that like for you? And is there anything that you did during COVID that changed the direction of your business at all? You know, it was, looking back on it, it seems like such a seismic 
moment in our history, but I'm sure every business that was operating through that time in the moment, it was just one day at a time. I'm sure you guys felt that way too. An hour at a time. (laughs) It was just an hour at a time. You're like, okay, like this isn't that bad. We can get through this day. Like it was just like that. In between freakouts yeah. and meltdowns. Yeah. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we were like a year into it and you're like, man, I'm a little tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh my God, I thought this was two weeks. <laughs> but for us, I would say the most dramatic change for us was we w- were a refill shop yeah. and it's very hands-on. Yes. So anyone who walks in the door supposedly can just put their grubby little hands into everything and fill things. Yeah. And pre-pandemic, that was something that you could find in in a lot of health food stores. So people were accustomed to it. All of a sudden, we were afraid of touching anything. Yeah. So my model of people helping themselves to things had to be completely wiped out. Yeah. So we, it was just myself at the time. We were four months in and I put no self-serve on everything and I just got every single item myself so people would come in and I would just help get one thing at a time and scurry around my store it was very old-fashioned shopkeeper kind of vibes and and in the worst of it people would just call ahead with their lists I had lists and lists and lists of orders and we would just start the day packing order after order after order And it was so strange because I spent my whole day running around my shop (laughs) like it was full of people. And I served so many people passing orders out the door, but I didn't see anybody. I'm sure you guys felt that way, too. So I would say probably the self-serve being off the table was the biggest shift that kept me busy. And then knowing when that could be phased back in because, you know, not many people were thinking about when can the refill shop yeah. let people touch scoops again? Right. <laughs> I know. And so the legislation wasn't really specific for us, but right. um, it was just gauging where our customers were at, where the numbers were at. And we just... Yeah, one day at a time rallied. Our customers were super duper supportive. Um, I always say that I think one of the silver linings of the pandemic was there was an awareness of small business that happened during that time. That was really, really heartwarming. And I would hope that we can continue that. But even, even now, it's kind of, we've seen that ebb a little bit. But during the pandemic, I'm very thankful that there was such a rally to support small businesses and we experienced that for sure yeah that it, it was amazing it was amazing to see and and to experience at my store as well and you know one of the um sorry i lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> it happens to even podcast stars. I know, it happens to all of us. <laughs> okay, I got it. So one of the things that um, was interesting was because of everybody rallying around small businesses, we didn't really have a cooling off period at the store. It was like we were almost busier at first. And so I would say probably last year was when things started to get like the hardest for us, whether it be supply chain, we saw drastic increases in pricing. One of our best sellers at our store is our eco candles and Mm -hmm. they could not get certain scents in. Um, Some same thing with the popcorn. Then they were having major staffing issues. I mean, there were like all of these 
you know, side effects from the pandemic that we didn't see right away. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and plus too, I mean, during the pandemic, it was almost like when we were creating content or doing stuff, people were home. They were just ready to watch oh, it sure. and the response was immediate. Immediate. And so all of a sudden it was like we would do a drop and we're like, gosh, that response. Where is great. everybody? Like, we've lost it. We're closing our doors. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> it's over. And then three <laughs> days would go by and it's like, oh, okay. So it's Here just we are. taking a little longer. So it, it's been interesting to kind of see how things have shifted as we've gotten back into our, quote, new normal. Oh, um, for sure. Just, I think it's been interesting to see the traffic patterns that yeah. are like you were just talking about, like. I mean, based on our numbers, we are busier too, but there's, it's just people that behave a little different. The way they shop is a little bit different. And I think it's because as a society, we've all had to re-familiarize ourselves with having a busy schedule again. Yeah. And not being able to just yeah. press add to cart when you... I know. Buy. And it was so focused too around home items at the time, because I think when people were stuck in their house, they're like... Oh my God, I haven't changed those throw pillows in 15 oh, years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was all our home section was booming and our clothes section, we had to kind of shift to like sweats, lounge stuff. <laughs> yes. And now people's purchases, at least what we see in our store, it's more around their daily routines and experiences. They're yeah. going out for weddings or oh, going yeah. on trips, things that really were halted. And so it's been interesting to kind of shift some of our product lines too. Have you guys experienced sure. that? We have and we haven't in one sense. By the way, I love the wedding dresses that you guys oh, drop. Thank you. Like the wedding guest drops. I love those. There's nowhere to buy great dresses around it here. Isn't. I always have to go That's online. So I love you guys. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> but that is beside the point. Yes. Um, what was interesting for us when we first opened right out of the gate, everybody was really excited about the trendy plastic-free items like your shampoo bars, yeah, your plastic-free deodorant, your bamboo toothbrushes, all those things you see online, mm -hmm. and no one could ever put their hands on it or try it out. Mm -hmm. That was just really exciting for everybody. With the pandemic, our plastic-free pantry items, which you mentioned, the coffee, the yeah. oatmeal, um, the spices, that saw such an uptick. Sure. Because people were home cooking. Or cooking, yeah. And people were nervous about grocery stores yeah. and grocery shopping and who was touching their groceries. Mm -hmm. And at Marilla's Mindful Supplies at the time, you could call in your order and myself in gloves and a mask mm -hmm. would fill your fill, fill your bags and yeah. containers they could see the whole chain of it they going could see the whole thing from you to them yeah and even though i was a part of the process you're putting it right in the container mm -hmm. i haven't even touched your food yeah you know so we saw such an awareness for what usually is considered like a boring category mm -hmm. in our store as far as the trends go, we saw such a boost and we had a lot of customers get in the habit of getting a lot of food products from us, um, which really helps. I mean, the repeat purchases, you know, yeah, candles, things like that yeah, are what keep us all going. Yeah. And so being able to really firmly establish our food items and our pantry products because of something horrible like a pandemic right. was really, really great. And now, post-pandemic, we've retained those pantry mm -hmm. people. 
but we do see an uptick in some of the gifty things and the travel items mm-hmm. because we can all go outside now. So, yeah. and That's you just been... started doing merch, right? Yes, yes. That was something that we would have never done during the pandemic. It's just a kind of a luxury item that people have been asking I bet, for yeah. for a long time. And so when we opened, we did a thrifted option that was really low cost and very unique. But with our website growing and things like that, we needed something that was more uniform. And so four years into the game, I finally found a clothing line that I felt really good about ethically and sustainably and checked all the boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have this really, really wonderful line of merch for people looking for something new. And it's just durable and cozy and I wish and I super could give, cute. I mean, I, I, I will endorse that 100%. Amazing. And I mean, it, it just speaks to the fact that you're not just a grocery store where someone can come. I mean, they actually want to represent your brand, your mission and everything, you know, that you guys bring to the table. So that that's exciting because not just fun. anybody can do merch. <laughs> it's um, been fun. <laughs> and you have such incredible online content. Is that oh. a huge part of your business? <laughs> Is it a huge part for you, Christine? <laughs> <laughs> Some days you I feel too. like it's the only part of my business. Oh my God, right? Uh, yes, it is. When we started, um, I was young, 20s, and we were starting out of a bank account that was pretty much empty. Mm-hmm. And so we had money to start our business, but we were, I knew I'd have to get creative with the marketing. Yeah. And so no ad budget. Like, no, <laughs> that that's a nice thing to have. I mean, I knew how valuable marketing was. You can't have a business without marketing it. Right. But I didn't feel safe spending hefty amount of a hefty amount of money on these ads that I couldn't measure very well. Mm-hmm. So yes, when we started, before we even started, we we started that Instagram page and I have posted every day for the last four years. Wow. Once or twice a day. Do I you mean, plan it out in advance? Do you kind of just whatever strikes the oh, mood yes. that morning? I'm okay. so organized. I have years. Pl- no. <laughs> I was going to say, damn it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm Today is content day at my store <clears throat> and I made the plan this morning. So oh, <laughs> I have sat through since since I opened. I think that's probably the biggest surprise about my business that I have found such a love for marketing. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love it. I do too. Ooh, it's so fun. It's the best. And I think I, I grew up in high school thinking that I was going to be a psychologist. And then I went through high school and listened to all my friends' problems. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to nope. be a psychologist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of psychology behind that content. So much, yeah. And for me... It's a lot of work mm-hmm. and it's a lot of time, but it's been really, really rewarding to be able to put content out to our customers and figure out what resonates with people yeah. and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's I just feel like it's a constant self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And while it is frustrating sometimes, especially when you're working with a company that won't sit down and talk to you on the phone, Instagram, call me. Yep. Um, <laughs> Add my name to that list. Uh, yeah, well. thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a fun challenge. I like the challenge of it. So I to anyone listening, I would say, and I, I would guess you would agree, 
start the social media page and be consistent. You have to. It really doesn't matter what you're doing. You should be telling your customers. Yes. And social media, it's expensive time-wise. Yeah. But if you don't have money, then it's a really, really good option. And I have sat through a couple marketing classes since I opened my business because it's just a never-ending thing to learn about. And in every class, they're like, listen, you need to have evergreen content. You need to plan each month. You need to have your whole month mapped out. And I sit there and go, that is such a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I'm still working on it. Yeah. Some weeks I have it. Wonderful for a company that has like a social media department. (laughs) Manager. Yeah. (laughs) But when you're starting out and you're, you know. The marketing, the HR, the yeah. <laughs> doing all the things, the buyer. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to get creative, but it's interesting because I feel like on social media, you can see the difference between things that are really curated and things that have been, you know, multiple takes and stuff. It doesn't always resonate as much as oh, like girl. pick up the phone and do something spur of the moment. Sometimes those that are just... the most engaging videos for us we get Mm -hmm. the most views and those are my favorite things to watch just like show me what's going on behind the scenes like what's going on with her you know what i mean isn't that the rub though you sit down and you plan out this incredible video and you're like oh and it bombs this one (laughs) i actually put time in 300 views that's it yeah (laughs) nobody cares i know but that's okay because it might provide value to someone right and there's a lesson in there too sometimes you just have to post something that you know is going to get low views because you have to have that up there to tell something about your business and it doesn't matter what the views are and I um I tell my team that because you know it's so easy to be let to get caught up in like oh how many views did Mm -hmm. I get how many likes did people share it but the truth is I'm like you can't focus on that because Instagram does throw real fun changes in the algorithm at us and I I mean it's ever changing and you don't know based on when you post the time of day there's so much there but if you just focus on what is valuable for my customer? What message do we want? Or am I just going to entertain people today? Right. And I think that comes down when I'm thinking about content for the store now, four years into it, when I first started, I was just talking about products and and tips and tricks. And now it's still very similar, but I always think, you know, it's okay to just put something entertaining up because you're building trust with your customer. Mm-hmm. But my one of my tricks that I always do is, and you'll see this on a lot of marketing mm-hmm. advice, is to break up your content. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a piece of content, just think, even if it's just mentally, mm-hmm. what the what the destination is for the content. Are you selling? A product? Are you building trust with your customer? Yep. Are you um, the whole educate, ask, inspire, yeah, entertain? Exactly. Like, There's a million yeah. different ways to say it, but yep. rotate the education, the entertainment. Yeah. It's going to build trust. It's either going to make a sale, or you might be asking for something like an email sign up. And it doesn't get stale no. either, because if you're just constantly seeing, you know, get ready with me videos mm-hmm. or something, like some days you're just not in the mood. You want something Mm-mm. quick and easy, or other days you're like, oh, a life hack. Like, what do I do? You know, oh, yeah. and it's so different things to grasp people's attention, I think, is, is always yep. important. Yep. And staying authentic to what your mission is as a business, I think, helps. For us, it's it's always those little, it's when we're really focused on letting people know what we do. Those videos do the best no matter what. Or those posts do the best no matter what. Because it's just. Yeah. 
Well, and you've built this amazing business in Geneva. You have this great online following and you just announced that there's going to be a second place that you can go to see That's Morella. Right. <laughs> That's right. The second location is is coming in hot. We um, and I know you guys are in the same boat. We draw a lot of customers from Rochester and yep. Buffalo. And you and I were just talking about this the other day yeah. that we would have people coming for little weekend trips. And we love to see that. Mm -hmm. um, but we also with the, with this uptick in Rochester love yep. and Buffalo love yes. as a sustainable business, since we started, mm -hmm. I thought to myself, man, it would be really nice to have something in that corner of the world so that they didn't have to drive an hour and use yes. an hour of gas, you know, like sustainability wise. Yeah. Other than, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so it really was a dream from the start to potentially have a second location because my heart really is in brick and mortar. Um, mm -hmm. Some businesses really treat their, their website as a, as a second location and someday maybe we'll do that right but my heart isn't in that Same. and yeah. so i really love to have a physical place yeah so in the beginning it was a dream to have a second location as we operated we kind of narrowed down where that would be but for a couple years there was no way yeah there was no way it was a pipe dream yes because how dare we think about that? We've got oh, it's a pandemic. Terrifying. It's <laughs> terrifying because <laughs> I know we've right. come close a few times and that's on the list, but yeah. it's, um, it's, and that's one of my questions for you is because I've with staff, I've learned to be better about delegating and mm -hmm. not micromanaging. And we've gotten some really good systems in place that can kind of mm -hmm. run without me being there. So how are you going to do that without, um, you know, how are both locations going to run without you obviously not being able to be in both at the same time? What <laughs> does that time. look like? Well, yeah, since the cloning technology is yeah. super slow these days. Um, Come on, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the plan right now, I mean, and, and the best laid plans sometimes don't go the way you want them to. But right now we will continue to operate the Geneva location. We have a wonderful manager at that shop. It's a small, it's a small footprint of a shop. And mm -hmm. so we have a wonderful manager, Haley Cosgrove, and she's been such a blessing to us. And she'll continue to manage that Geneva flagship location. Uh, and we've got some part-time that comes in here in Geneva as well. Okay. Um, but for the first three to six months, I'm going to be present in Rochester. Yeah. It's, I'm just going to be switching up that commute. I've been really spoiled yep. for years because I live two blocks away from my Geneva store. So I can just walk to yeah. it. But I'm just going to make the commute for like three to six months because, number one, I think it's important. The, the store is named Marilla's Mindful Supplies. I want to make sure that I'm giving that customer base uh Marilla. The attention. Yeah, the yeah. attention and Marilla and getting to know yeah. uh, the folks and making sure that the mission and the morals behind it are clear to that community. Mm -hmm. And but the, but the plan is and the hope is to be able to provide a really great job for someone who's has a passion. Yeah. About sustainability to manage that location. Mm -hmm. So then I can kind of, you know, do my thing between the two places as yeah. needed. But 
my dream is to be able to provide a really, really good opportunity for a few people. Um, We're not going to go crazy. Some shops have the ability to hire, you know, five, six people. I don't think we need that. We haven't in four years. So we're pretty conservative about that, but we are really passionate about the jobs that we do create being really really worth people's time and yeah. attention and care. So we are really excited. We've already had some some people apply, you know, keep this resume. Um, I bet so, you're going to have a, a lot of interest. Yeah, I think. And join the join the team. And yeah, that's exciting. I think it'll be fun. And we're really just to anyone listening. We're really just looking for, you know, the experience in sales and, and retail and a passion for the planet. But above that, a positivity and yeah a comprehension of where we're coming from as a mindful yes organization so yeah. we're excited it'll be interesting it's going to be wild those first yeah, three months but. i know i i just can't wait i'm i'm so excited for you now you mentioned that the store is named marilla's and you want to give them marilla but so you did not start out with that name no and i think we're legally allowed to talk about this now correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can we can get into this a little bit um yeah we did not start out as marilla's mindful supplies uh when i opened in 2019 we were called the waste not shop with the whole waste not want not yep mentality uh so that was going great. Mm-hmm. We got through our pandemic. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then we got uh, a cease and desist letter. Oh my gosh. From California. <sighs> Opposite coast. And I, I remember the day I got it, my heart stopped. And I am usually the person who's like, okay figure it out before you panic. So I send it to uh, my father-in-law, who's actually a professor of law. And I said, perfect. I got a reference. Here we go. Just peek at this. Do I need to worry about this? And he shoots back like in like 10 minutes. Yeah, we need to. This is serious. So you can't just brush this one off. Couldn't just brush it off, which I'm great at doing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is no biggie, right? No biggie. (laughs) It was a biggie. So it you was guys a had a several month battle. It was yeah, I would say I think we got our first season desist in April. So we were prepped for having a great year. Yeah. And then um, we got our cease and desist letter in April. We tried to talk to this to this company. We tried to come to an understanding about what the confusion was. And to be clear, we weren't named the same thing. It was a different name. It was a right. different uh, different words. And so potentially you maybe could have fought fought this and you know had it drawn out into a lengthy legal battle but yeah so what we did we spent probably april to i think it was august april to august we spent going back and forth between attorneys and this shop because we thought okay maybe we have a hope here to keep our name maybe we can work with them and and we can come to an agreement we had a lot of different like little bits of hope along the way and then by the end of it, it just wasn't looking good. It, We did have the option to 
say, we're not changing our name. Let's do this. Let's rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're looking at something that could cost upwards $300,000. Yeah. And take a lot of your and energy and time. and years yeah. um, to come to an agreement. And so maybe this shop could do that. Right. They were way more wealthy than we yeah. were. <laughs> but they actually, and it had started after you, to my understanding? I, to this day, it's it's murky, but man, I, I cling to that. I know. <laughs> but um, we just didn't have the money. But it ultimately, when I was faced with my two choices, either get into a legal battle with another business that we supposedly represented the same thing mission, yeah. and the same mission mm-hmm. I could do that and fight it just create this infight yeah or I could turn the other cheek mm-hmm. and say you know what I wish you well we're gonna we're gonna go right ahead and change our name like yeah. you do your thing and we're gonna do ours because mm-hmm. I I felt that's not who we were and it's not what I wanted to communicate to our customers and it's not what i wanted to communicate to the world of little low-waste shops that was popping up i i think that was one of my frustrations in the start was like how could they yeah do this to another shop that is so small and so young yeah and you know clearly they weren't looking at it that way but that's the way i was looking at it and it was a very much coming from a place of hurt and I didn't want to have another small shop see that and be afraid yeah in this space and yeah. so we decided we announced that we were going to change our name in August of that year but when we announced I didn't even know what our name was going to be yeah <laughs> I remember the the lead up to it and I mean and I think people thought I had a plan and knew what it was. Well, because you nope. handled everything with such grace. I mean, you know, I haven't known you on a personal level, but I've been a fan of of your business. And so I was, you know, a spectator of all of this. And, you know, just as a business owner, when you put kind of the cliff notes of what was going on on your page, I mean, I just, it was gut-wrenching. I'm like, that, I can't imagine because... I mean, here you open your doors and boom, COVID, boom, l- potential lawsuit, boom, traffic patterns in Geneva are going to block. <laughs> like yeah, we had massive construction it that year. It was like a masterclass in how to <laughs> just get knocked yeah. down and have to get back up. And you handled it with such grace. And I feel like it just made all of us just root for you guys even more. And <laughs> It ended up being a great thing for the business after all the bullshit <laughs> to, for the rebrand because the for brand sure. feels more personal and it feels it, it's just been on a great path since. So I think so. I mean, I just had to rely so much on and it sounds cheesy, but just walking by faith. Yeah, I couldn't see <laughs> three feet in front of me during yeah. that time. And it was horrifying as a steamroller micromanager planner yeah someone who likes to be in control of themselves and their business it was horrifying and 
I'm so grateful for how gracious the community and the customers were because I know that I was frazzled <laughs> like but anyone would be I it, yeah think, but but I agree it coming out of it I'm so glad that we trusted that and and trusted that turn the other cheek advice yeah. because it really was the loving thing to do and it was the kind thing to do even though I'm very much a fighter mm-hmm it was, I couldn't indulge that. And that was so frustrating to me also. Yeah. But we have really, really been blessed in that being able to go forward, we've seen more growth and more authenticity in our brand yes. because of this. And that is just not something I could have ever understood in the moment. Right. So I'm very thankful to my higher power for guiding yes. <laughs> me through that because well, I had no idea. Just more of that relentless pursuit and oh, just yeah. saying, like, no matter what happens, we got to yeah. figure this out because right. there's not a plan B. Like, this is it. So right. we need to figure this out. And that's the thing. I mean, it, it, it was, it wasn't a, pa- the store is not a passion project for me. Right. It pays our bills life, yeah. and so I think that is a lesson that I took from that and I would hope that anyone hearing the story takes if you're a business owner while you do have to pour yourself into your business and make it personal you also have to put your personal preferences aside sometimes yep. for the for the betterment of your business yep. I would have loved to march in there and fight her about it. <laughs> I'm sure. Personally, in your mind, I'm sure you had. Oh, I would have loved. I had my outfits picked out. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, for the betterment of my business, I had to put that re- just that fighting rebel kind of personality aside, and and it's it's important to realize that okay, for the business to survive, I have to take the back seat, and it's not about me. <laughs> Well, you're amazing. I think that that was just, like I say, watching from the outside, it was just so terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, and I hadn't even thought that those things really happened to oh, small businesses. me neither. I, this was something, you know, that only big companies Oh, it doesn't. And, it doesn't and happen. So, <laughs> but to see you guys persevere and, you know, come out on top, you know, the way that you have is really, really amazing. So thank you. I also tell people the last, the last thing, the last pin we'll put in that is even though it was really, really difficult, I say, listen, it's kind of a feather in our cap for our marketing. Yeah. I mean, cause they were so mad about us all the way in California. Like, and you we the just across- got all the way across there <laughs> and we got in so much trouble, but <laughs> so that's one of those things that you realize in hindsight, right? When you look back, marketing you're is it, important. You're like, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Well, this conversation has been fantastic. I could Thank sit and you. talk to you for I hours agree. and I would like to end. I like to do a little rapid fire okay. at the end. So if you could answer these questions in like one word, one sentence, and, and we'll finish. I love it. Out. I love so, it. What is something that you believed about business when you started that you no longer believe? Mm. The customer's always right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on on that. But we'll That's go a to whole other episode. We'll have you back. <laughs> 
If someone approached you that's thinking about starting a business and asked for a single piece of advice, what would it be? Make sure you market it. Start marketing now. Yes. What is the biggest lie or myth about entrepreneurship or owning a business? Hmm. It's hard to pick one. You get to do whatever you want. You're your own boss. Yes, you get to pick which 18 oh, hours a day yeah. you're showing up. Oh, it must and- be so nice. You're your own boss. <laughs> yes. You make your own schedule. Wow. Of course. <laughs> what is the best thing about owning a business and being able to call the shots? I think being able, for me, it's being able to serve people like being able to help someone in a moment that they need something and sometimes it's just a product but sometimes it's a conversation and I really love getting to know people and being able to pay attention to them and and provide service for that person amen yes uh what's the hardest thing about owning your own business if you had to pick one (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The computer work. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. (laughs) Well, maybe someday you can outsource that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm counting down the days, man. (laughs) So all of the hardships that you guys, the hurdles, everything you face, the sacrifice, the time commitment, the stress, the worry, has it been worth it? Oh, 100%. I have like six more gray hairs than I thought I would at 29, but uh, <laughs> but it's worth it. They make hair dye for a reason. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when I need it, I can get it. <laughs> well, and everybody wants to follow you, cheer you on on this journey. Where, where's the best place for them to find you? So we talked a lot about the social media. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you're into social media, check us out at Marilla's Geneva. Uh, that's our handle. You could, it'll pop up if you do Marilla's Mindful Supplies as well. But I don't know about you, Christine, but I'm really, really pushing people to sign up for our email list. Yes. It's really the best way to keep in touch with what's going on. And so if you want to sign up for our email list, you can sign up on our Instagram profile. Just click more and you can put your info in or you can go to our website and a little pop up will come up and you can sign up for the email list. We do one once a week if I get around to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we do it once a week. And when you sign up, you get a nice little discount for your first online order. So perfect. And then you don't miss stuff because exactly. like we said, with that changing algorithm, sometimes people find out about a sale four days later and they're like, Oh my God. Right. And just in closing, I personally in, in thinking about our mission being Marilla's mindful supplies, I've been really, really thinking about how much time I spend on social media and it's super beneficial for me, but for some people it's really not for some people. It's a very toxic place. So if you're somebody who's looking to get away from the endless scroll or trying to put boundaries in about social media, email lists are so helpful because you have so much control over that. So we're trying to enable people to be more mindful about their content consumption by offering that. 
Well, that's amazing. Well, you just are making the world a better place. And you I enjoy spending time with you. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. This is so nice. <laughs> I never get to just chat with other business owners. So thank I know you. this is my my socialization is right here. So I love it. Thank you again. And if you can click like and subscribe to the Relentless podcast, we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching and listening. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. 